the United States of America is called a Christian nation. Christian nation. Christian nation. It's time for a moment of clarity with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Let us pray that this nation does come to a moment of clarity. Faith, faith, faith. Politics, 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 history, history, and current events. Current events. And now, your host, Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick will not be hosting today's program. Instead, Ed Bondarenka, Phil Stargell, and Bruce Fleury will be co-hosting today's program. In the meantime, I'm Derek Stone with a moment on sports part one. The Michigan Wolverines men's basketball team won their 17th game of the season when they defeated the Wisconsin Badgers 87-79 in overtime this past Sunday. Michigan led by 11 in the first half, but Wisconsin eventually seized a three-point lead with 2.1 seconds remaining in regulation. The Wolverines looked doomed, but Hunter Dickinson accumulated three of his 23 points when he nailed a three-pointer at the buzzer to extend the game by five minutes. Doug McDaniel, who amassed 20 points, and Kobe Bufkin, who tallied 28 points, led the Maze and Blue offensive attack in the extra session by combining for 14 points. Now, here's your hosts for today's Moment of Clarity program, Ed Bondarenka, Phil Stargell, and Bruce Fleury. And good morning, good afternoon, and uh, I'm glad that uh, we were able to assemble this uh, co-host trio here this morning, afternoon, excuse me. Um, yes. to, as as, uh, as uh, Pastor Rick always said, our show is, oh my goodness, it's early. You know, so mm-hmm. I haven't gotten over it yet. Hey, can I say something about your show? Uh-huh. So when I talked to Rick last night, and he said, uh, can you take the show? And I said, you know, I, I'm not sure I'll have cable by then. And so he says, okay, we'll do a rerun. And I'm listening to you guys this morning, and I'm thinking, I got to get a hold of Rick. If he doesn't, instead of him doing a rerun of his show, he ought to do a rerun of your show. And then I'm listening to your show, and it turns out you guys are going to be on today. So I says, that's great. And I got cable. I got internet. Yeah, we're well, oh, good. Okay. I'm glad, glad to see that, Ed. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm not used to being on in the afternoon, but what the heck, you know. Uh, I'm looking at, uh, Ed, is that a background or is that a real arsenal? You oh, that's a real arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, can see, I can see you're ready for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> no, I'm ready for more than the zombie apocalypse. I'm ready for the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you, have you seen, any, seen any of that uh, that HBO series, The Last of Us? No, I haven't. No, yeah, I don't have HBO. It's, it's an interesting thing. It's uh, It's... There used to be a series called The Strain on uh, on FX, and that was like for a, for a three year thing. And what it is, it basically has kind of the same the same type of uh, uh, theme, I guess. It's uh, some sort of a virus gets in the food supply, or it comes over from another country, and it actually turns people into vampires. <laughs> you know? Hey, and, I saw Zombieland yeah. with Woody Harrelson, <laughs> <laughs> and you know that was a trick. That was, I mean, yeah. in fact, heck. It had um 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 Caddyshack guy, uh, the comedian. He was Rodney in it. He, no, 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 no. Bill the star Murray. Okay. Thank you, Bill McMurray. Uh, Bill, oh Bill Murray, help me out. Thank yeah. you. Anyways, had he played himself in it, which was kind of funny, but yeah. uh, 
it was a it was a good movie. But mm-hmm. speaking of Woody Harrelson, did you see what he did on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, I did, and the audience didn't quite know how to react, did they? <laughs> that was interesting. Do you think he'll ever be back? <laughs> I I don't know. I know they've banned a lot of people from that. Uh, Lauren Michaels has banned a lot of people from uh, from there. I remember 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 Sinead O'Connor. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. And Joe Pesci came on the next week and tore up her picture. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, wow. Well, you know, it's like uh, for I, those I, of you who don't know. Yeah. Uh, Woody Harrelson got on, he did the opening monologue for Saturday Night Live last week, and uh, he started talking about a book, a really outrageous book he was he was uh, looking at a screenplay for. And it was just like so outrageous that, you know, who would believe this, that yeah. some pharmaceutical manufacturer would come up with, uh, or that somebody come up with a, uh, uh, an illness that would require us all to mandatorily take drugs. That's so far-fetched, that would never happen. Oh, yeah. was, the audience was stunned. Because Pfizer, I think, is a uh, a sponsor of that show. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and that's that kind of ties in with uh, what I've what I've been uh, thinking about lately uh, about the state of the education system. I mean, when you look at what what's happened with uh, you know the 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 school union, the teacher unions uh, forcing students uh, to stay home, wear the wear the mask, and all this type of stuff. And apparently, uh, there's uh, there's a, a study out now that uh, there's been a distinct loss of learning uh, that has taken place because of these mask mandates. And that's and that's on top of some of this other stuff, some of this other woke garbage that you're seeing uh, in, uh, in, in education today. And in fact, uh, according to an article in last week's uh, Detroit News, um, it uh, it's called A New Approach to Grading Upends Learning. And a couple of things here. Uh, the author, his name is Greg Richmond. He's a superintendent of schools for the Archdiocese of Chicago. And the uh, Catholic schools have really gone against the grain. They've remained open. You know, they haven't uh, required the as draconian requirements for masks and that type of thing, and they're doing quite well. But you look at the, uh, the, 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 the student achievement in places like Chicago and Baltimore, and Baltimore is even worse. But Chicago is like uh, there's a very only a very small percentage of students and and and, uh, and and Phil of students in the Chicago public schools can read and write at grade level, and do math at grade level. And and you wonder, uh, we're not getting a bang for the buck. It's like a pop gun. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. we're not even we're getting a negative bang for the buck because they're learning all the different genders that yeah. they could be, and they're learning they're they're learning what. Uh, how to perform certain types of sexual acts with Absolutely. other with perverts yeah. who are introduced to them in the classroom in the library. Yeah. You know, it was just uh, about 10, 15 years ago when the uh, overwhelming consensus was that uh, pedophilia could not be cured. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, uh, they, they said, okay, you know, um, if, if, if a person is, is, is of that persuasion, you know, we want to do everything we can to keep him away from young people. Yeah. Now it's just the exact opposite. That, yeah, they want to be a protected class. Yeah, and they are because yeah. if you look at the uh, if you look at the what is a civil right, it, it, it's 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 uh, color, creed, national origin, religion, genetic information. Now yeah. that's. That's where we're talking about, right there. And yeah. then veteran status, pregnancy, and familial status. 
so the thing is that the schools are the the absolute mind for all of this woke nonsense. Mm-hmm. And, and they're teaching our children this stuff. And and you see religion was on the on, on the uh, list there. Mm-hmm. But religion has been almost completely put out of schools. Yeah, and and it's and commentator after commentator is coming to the realization that when the and even even Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, who yes. is a terrible mayor, has said that when that it was a huge terrible mistake to take prayer out of the schools because the moment the the schools took prayer out, they began to fail. Now it's gotten to the point, Ed and, and Phil and Derek here. That according to this article in the Detroit News, numerous public school districts now prohibit teachers from giving students a score of less than 50% on homework. Okay, which, you know, and, and I did three hours of homework a night. You know, it, it never hurt me. Yeah. But I mean, and and it's like no matter what, scores of zero or any score below 50% are prohibited, even if no work is turned in. Or if a student turns in plagiarized work, I wonder if Joe Biden would thrive in that type of a of, a, of an environment. As a <laughs> <laughs> you know? And and then one Virginia high school has gone a step further than to uh, to get rid of A's, B's, C's, and D's. Not just rewarding students who do no work, but also penalizing students with high academic achievement. Now you remember the Thomas Jefferson uh, uh, high school uh, 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 scandal, right, Ed? Uh, where they mm-hmm. they were withholding the uh, results from the National Merit Scholarship uh, program uh, test from these uh, these kids. Right in Virginia, wasn't it? Kids, yeah, most of these kids, uh, Ed and, and and Derek and Phil, were of Asian descent, uh-huh. and they wanted to do. They did this out of a sense of equity, but they wanted to achieve equity. And this is what one of their this is what one of their school officials who withheld the notifications offered this rationale. We want to recognize students for who they are as individuals, not focus on their achievements. Then what's the purpose of doing well in school? Exactly. How do you measure success unless you unless you include failure? But that but but the the individual is 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 responsible for his success. Yeah. what they're telling you is uh, they don't want to stress his achievement, mm-hmm. but his achievement is a is a reflection of him, and and, and this is what you have to uh, yeah uh, uh, to reward mm-hmm. the, uh, the the achieve, achievement of the work that he put in the work effort that he put in. Well, here's here's a couple of comments here, a couple of uh, from uh, some very famous people. Uh, Okay, one is Sir Edmund Hillary, the first man, to, the first person to scale Mount Everest, and he said, "Quote: Challenge is what makes men. It will be the end when men stop looking for new ta- new challenges." And Frederick Douglass, who they love to somehow they they ignore Frederick Douglass, but they will talk about George Floyd or Cardi B or uh, Karine uh, Robespierre uh, in school. You know, they'll ignore. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did you say <laughs> Robespierre? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. We all know what happened to him, right? Yeah. But anyway, he wrote. Okay, Frederick Douglass wrote, "If there is no struggle, there is no progress." Uh-huh. Now these are these are very profound words from two very. Yeah, go ahead, Ed. Well, you got to realize what they're being taught in schools these days. I mean, they're being taught. Of course, the 
the uh, preamble, which is uh, uh, goes something like, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equitable, that they are yeah. endowed by their government with certain rights, and that among these are money, sex changes, and pederasty, <laughs> and that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. That's copyright yeah, well, me, by the way. Well, there you go. I mean, that's uh, that's actually is, is you know, it's there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of irony in that in that statement, and that, and I guess well, my uh, my my idea for uh, uh, reworking the pledge is a pledge of allegiance to the United Nations and to the flag <laughs> it represents. You know, one dictatorship. Uh, you know, one one marching uh, marching in lock, lockstep with uh, with uh, with neither vic neither uh, liberty or justice for anyone. Can we take this call? Sure. That would be nice. That'd keep sure. me out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, caller. You're on the line. Hi there, guys. It's nice Sherry, to hear right? you today. Yeah. I'm glad Hi. everybody is safe. I well, have a are. comment in regards to what was said about taking prayer out of schools and how schools began to fail once that happened, well, I remember the day it was announced um, yep. that Madeline Murray O'Hare had won the battle against prayer in schools, and that's when it, you know, it just took place. And then her son Bill got saved, and when yeah. he got saved, he announced how ashamed he was of what had happened, and he was going to do what he could do yeah. to bring prayer back, and if it took one person to take prayer out of schools, it could take one person talking to another person, to another person, to another person, and spread the gospel, spread the word of God, and we could get prayer back in schools, and God and Jesus, his son, in the lives of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 really sad because when you look at when you look at the the timeline of when all this stuff started to go really really downhill because uh, you had you had the uh, that's my phone ringing here. Hang on, guys. <laughs> okay, uh, you had the uh, you had um, uh, oh my lord, you had uh, the uh, was it the Port Huron statement that was issued by Tom Hayden around that time? Oh, the SDS, yes, yeah, exactly, the, SDS, the Port Huron yeah. Man Manifesto. Oh my, you read history right. books, don't you? Because you're not that old. Oh no. my goodness. Uh, well, <laughs> I am. Let's say I've seen, let me say I've seen 30 a couple of times, but uh, I'm sure you're absolutely right. Um, you know, this is this is when it really started to unravel. And this is like the years and years and decades before that prior when the when the when German philosophers came over to teach in our colleges and turned Yale and brand uh, Columbia and Harvard and all these places that were established by men of faith and men of faith. That's and, right. And to, yep. And began to, that all began to unravel and to fall apart. So yeah, I understand that definitely. Okay. So we need to multiply the people that know the Lord because we know the Lord and we'll see a big difference in this world. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, guys. Get right with God. Amen. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for calling. Bye. Hey, folks, if you want to call 734-822-1600. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and also uh, I'm interested to know if we because we didn't take any calls on our broadcast when we had Rebecca Kiesling, uh, you know, giving her testimony about uh, appearance on Capitol Hill and that type of thing. And uh, I'm just uh, letting the folks know if you if you uh, were listening to us earlier uh, during the abolitionist roundtable in Michigan, uh, you know, you can give us a call too. Uh, and Eddie's got his hand up <laughs> because they can get the podcast. Yeah. On, you know, it's available. You, the uh, it's at uh, Anchor. Uh, your American right. here. I mean, I'm sorry, your Abolitionist Roundtable, and yeah. then uh, I put it on your Facebook page, so it's available there later in the day. Thanks a lot. We appreciate that, Ed. And uh, you know, we. Uh, I, I wish we we were oh. just. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Get it. It'll also be available at WhamRadio.com on the yeah. podcast page. Okay, great. Now, who's up? Who's next on the call board, Derek? We've got Gary. Gary, Gary, Gary in Tucson. Good morning, Gary. How you doing today? Hey, brother. Yeah, I'm having a good time hanging out here in the sun, and I'm at a gun show right now, and we're getting a petition signed for the politicians and things of that nature. So, having a good time. I'm calling. How much about, snow did uh, you get, Adams? Say what? Oh, How much snow did you get? <laughs> no, we got about two inches. Believe it or not. It really? melted in six in six hours, but yeah, we had about two inches. It stayed on the trees like it normally does. It was really beautiful for a was few that hours. Was overflow from California? Did it make you homesick? No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to define my home first before you start making me homesick. I call him You're California Eric boy. Adams. Uh, this guy said the unforgivable in the Democrat Party. He said that he was yeah. anointed by God to be the mayor of the Big Apple. He said that he's going to use his Christian upbringing and his teachings to make decisions in his political life. They're mm. going to come after him like nobody's business. Uh, he oh, might sure. as well resign or switch his party to Republican. Yeah. Well, you know, I... I New York, any... And this is like in Chicago, where, where Gollum got defeated in the... Uh, in the, in the primary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I guess they got. I guess they uh, they well, took away the the one ring to rule them all. But uh, <laughs> Gary, uh, you got to remember, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't matter who the personality is if they have the wrong uh, philosophy, the wrong worldview, uh, and which goes against um, America's traditions and institutions and that type of thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, it, 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 uh, it's always a, a situation when, when, uh, whenever someone from the left mm -hmm. uh, dabs into the uh, religion end of it, he's accepted, totally accepted. And, mm -hmm. and no, no, uh, nobody says anything because they appear to me to believe that he, he's not with the other side he's with the side of of uh of uh calm and common sense mm -hmm. but uh if the right like trump says he say pro uh pro uh life mm -hmm. then they they say it's the extreme end of and, and i don't know how you could you could say it uh that these guys would have been in, in any further off from the spectrum, but they get different uh, 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 acceptance 
as to the, to the validity of their faith and their, uh, because nobody has questioned yeah. his faith, but they questioned Trump's faith because he was a racist, you know, and, and that, well, sure. that just, uh, just bugs me. This is, uh, the way that all of this goes down, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the left has too much power over the media to yeah. form public opinion that so many people are so willing to accept on faith value. Yeah, and, and, and you know, this 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 uh, is not just in the elementary and, and high schools, the secondary schools. This is like, you know, post-secondary education with, you know, the college campuses and that type of thing. And all these little kids, these 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 young people that that uh, are afraid of, of of words because words are violence and that type of thing. Well, this is this is what an Obama advisor told uh, told some college students uh, uh, years back. Even one former Barack Obama advisor said words for the modern day college student: "You are creating a kind of liberalism that the minute it crosses the street into the real world is not just useless but obnoxious and dangerous." I want you to be offended every single day on this campus. I want you to be deeply aggrieved and offended and upset, and then learn how to speak back. This is what happens when you know you get these these uh, these woke uh, leftist so-called progressive uh, uh, academics and uh, you know, administrators in power on these college campuses, and we have a seven uh, what seven billion dollar endowment total on a lot of these uh, college campuses. Well, why aren't they helping to keep student uh, student tuition down? Why do we have to have the government uh, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, the president uh, pushing a student loan debt uh, forgiveness uh, program when there was a government that started the mess in the first place by taking well, over it. the student loan business? By the way, was that speech that you just quoted Obama from, that wasn't the one where he said if they bring a, a, a yeah. knife, we bring a gun? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is from the that other article, Free Speech Means Free to Disagree. That's by Caitlin Chiraldi in the Thursday's Detroit News uh, uh, editorial section. But I guess even a blind squirrel finds an acorn every now and then, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kids in our school system right now were being horribly abused in a whole bunch of ways. And it's yeah. really sad that uh, a great nation like ours has fallen to such a degree that we don't even protect the least of us, the most precious and the people most vulnerable. We send them yeah. into these schools for an education. And now punctuation is racist. Math is racist. You know, getting up in the morning is racist. You know, Being it's on time. just out of control. Yeah. You guys take Act it easy, white. and I'll be listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Gary. We appreciate that. And Gary, what Gary said brought to my, brought to mind a comment, uh, an incident that happened at the old uh, Finney High Finney High School over here on the east side, where and this was in the newspapers. This was several years ago. Uh, by now, it was several years ago. There was a young, bright, uh, young lady, uh, black student who was excelling at everything because she studied hard. She showed up on time. She paid attention in class, and she got these great grades. And then she was attacked verbally and psychologically by trying to act white. Right. Yeah. Tom. Yeah. Absolutely. Thomasina. Yeah. Yeah. I see we have about a minute to go. Uh, yes. Uh, it's not, not time to be enough fair to another caller, is there, guys? 
No, when I get to this point where I don't have anything to say, you know, <laughs> and I have to take up time to say it, I'll usually say something like, you know, I don't have much time to say anything and I don't have much time to say it until the music starts because that's really what we're doing is waiting for the music to start, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did the music start? No. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, okay. So he's pretty hey, folks, 734-822-1600. Call in. Keep us busy. That's right. Keep us out of trouble. <laughs> Keep it on the straight and narrow. And again, you know, if you listen to our broadcast this morning on Abolitionist Roundtable in Michigan, your comments on that interview with the Reverend Kiesling are more than welcome. We'd love to hear from you. And now, more with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering on WAM. Pastor Rick is not hosting today's program. Instead, Ed Bondarenka, Phil Stargell, and Bruce Fleury are co-hosting. In the meantime, they will be joining you shortly. But until then, I'm Derek Stone with another moment on sports. The Michigan Wolverines men's hockey team defeated the Wisconsin Badgers 6-5 in overtime last night. Mackie Samoskevich scored 1 minute and 29 seconds into the opening period. Seamus Casey lit the lamp nearly halfway through the second period. Adam Fantilli fired a pair of pucks into the net eight minutes and 15 seconds apart in the middle frame. Rutger McGrory tallied the game-tying goal with 24 seconds remaining in regulation, and Stephen Holtz scored the game-winning goal in the sudden-death extra session. The two teams will battle again tonight at 7, and if the Wolverines come out victorious, they are going to advance to the Big Ten Tournament semifinals next weekend. Now, here's your hosts for today's Moment of Clarity program, Ed Bondarenka, Phil Stargell, and Bruce Fleury. And we're back. Yeah. Come through the... <laughs> with the... Uh... With the, with the sound this morning, this afternoon, yep. and um, I'm sorry that we seem to have a, a little bit of a mix-up, but we'll get this straightened out oh, yeah. before the day is over with. Well, you caught me in the middle of a joke I was telling, because uh, Phil's uh, mother, grand, uh, mother turns 102 on March 8th, which I think is really great. And it reminded me of a joke that Jim Johnson used to tell on uh, the uh, JG in the Morning Show on, uh, you know, on FM. Back when he and uh, George Bear were doing all those great voices and all that, and it had to do with a, a local newspaper sent a reporter to a, uh, a retirement home to cover this couple's 75th wedding anniversary. And so he sat down with the husband, and he asked the husband, "Well, you know, what do you? This is great, 75 years. Jesus, this is amazing. Uh, what? what uh, how do you? What do you attribute it to?" And so the man, the husband, thought for a moment. He says, "You know, I think it probably goes back to our honeymoon." And the uh, reporter goes, the honeymoon. He says, yeah, we spent it in the Grand Canyon. And we took the, the, the little donkey burrow trip down to the bottom of the canyon. We got about 200 feet down, and my wife's donkey stumbled. And she leaned over to the donkey and goes, that's once. And so we went down another couple hundred feet. And she goes, leans over to the, after the donkey stumbled the second time, she leans over and says, that's twice. And so we went another 50 feet. The donkey stumbled for a third time. My wife didn't say anything. She just pulled out a gun and shot him in the head and killed him dead away. And when I objected to it, when I objected to it she pointed and says, that's once. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> yeah. That'll oh, yeah. Mine. Yeah. Congratulations to your mom, Phil. Uh, that's just amazing. It really is. Yeah, and and that's how I was saying her her health is uh it's it's pretty good uh, yeah. and and her mind is is very very sharp and yeah. I'm very very happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, people always tell me I'm sharp. The only reason I think I'm sharp is because my head comes to a point. But that's uh, <laughs> so we got Joe on the line. A uh, little little bit of uh, silliness here to start the second half of the broadcast. But Joe, how you doing today? You uh, did your power go out? Or are you uh, still up and running? Well, that ice storm a while back literally oh. ripped the, uh, you know, the drop from the house. But it, did. it didn't oh God, rip really? apart the line itself. Hmm. So while it's down and I got damage and repair to do, it, the electricity didn't go out. So uh, hmm. in the grand scheme of things, I guess I'm kind of lucky. But you well, mentioned what's education on your mind? and you mentioned... Frederick Douglass. So I uh, wanted to comment about that. But first, Bruce, you said you spent three hours a night doing homework and it didn't hurt you. Well, <laughs> sorry, my friend. You set yourself up for this. I don't think okay. it helped you either. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, you kind of set yourself up for that dig, and you know I couldn't pass on it. Oh, but that's, anyway, that's quite all right. I got, I got thick skin. What can I say? You said three. You did three hours a night homework, and it didn't hurt you any. So I'm saying nope. it obviously didn't help you any either. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you don't. You don't. And well, Next. we're going to talk about that off air one day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought. Look, I, I, I was. You know, my, my brother Paul had all the brains. He went to, uh, he had the second highest cumulative academic score in the history of our high school, which, by the way, Dave DeBusher, the old Detroit Pistons player, attended. Dave was a, 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 a year behind Paul, and Dave went on to big and better things, too, but so did Paul because he went to uh, 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 John Carroll University down in Shaker Heights, and he did a, a four-year curriculum in three years. After that, he went to MIT, Bell Labs, and now he's the dean of physics at, uh, at Yale and also in the physics department of the University of New Mexico. And I told Paul, when he told me he was uh, going to finally go to Yale, I said, I knew if you applied yourself, one of these days you'd get in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like the movie Twins. He got uh, all the good genes. <laughs> well, okay. Now he doesn't look like Arnold, and I don't look like Danny DeVito. So, yeah, <laughs> but seriously, yeah, but you look Frederick like Arnold, Douglas and he looks like Danny. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what's what else is on your mind, Joe? Yeah, but seriously, Frederick Douglass, the left, of course, like all things, never wants to tell a full story. They always take things out of context. Frederick mm -hmm. Douglass early on gave a speech about being a black man in America is always uh, being a slave. And yeah. he later recanted that speech, though, of course, he after he educated himself, studied the Constitution, the Federalist and Anti-Federalist papers, to come to understand the realization and fact that the three-fifths clause was not about degrading humanity. It was that the racist 
plantation owner, slaveholder Democrats wanted to say blacks weren't human on the one hand, but on the other hand, that they counted for representation in the House of Representatives. So the three-fifths clause was actually a compromise towards the eventual end of slavery and limiting their powers. And, of course, kids do not learn that in schools. No, and they don't, and they certainly don't learn about a man named uh, Ben Tillman, right? Uh, right, Phil? Exactly right. Uh, he's he's ben ben. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Phil. Sure. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Pittsburgh Ben Tillman was uh, was the 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 the, I mean, the monarch of the Democrat Party in mm-hmm. the in the 1870s. And with him, he is the the reason uh, uh, Jim Crow was pa- a law was passed in the South. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden likes to make it out like uh, that was a conglomerate of the the Republicans and the Democrats. This was a Democrat uh, party law, just like the they were they stated that Democrat Party is the party of racists. We believe in white uh, supremacy. White supremacy, exactly Absolutely. right. And 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 uh, Joe Biden hung out mm-hmm. with uh, the members of the Klan and and yeah. things like that. So, but it, they seem to be able to push that racism off on the Republican Party, and I don't know how they are able to do it except bad teaching in the public schools. Because yeah, they have the, the press in their the pocket. Whole, uh, yeah. The whole that's, big party switch manure and uh, yeah. Dinesh that, that's always does a good keeps, job. Keeps, he covered that, that in like three of his different documentaries about this this fake switch. All they really got is Strom Thurmond, you know. Yeah. Uh, he, he put on screen all the Southern Democrats, and then changed them from blue to red mm-hmm. that switched parties. And it yeah. was less than 1%. There was no party switch. They only got Strom Thurmond. And then, then lastly, uh, you, you guys get breaking news. You know, Perry Johnson that tried to run for governor last time, Michigan's Lurch, the guy behind the ISO garbage in the uh, automotive industry that just added bazillion layers of bureaucracy and expense. Apparently, he's decided to declare for presidency GOP nomination 2024. So you guys have broke news now. Uh, Well, thank thank you, Joe. And a couple of, go ahead, Ed. Yeah. Well, you know, when it comes to that, the big switch, I was on Facebook with my niece who mm-hmm. had posted something. And she's a teacher down in in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, and she's very conservative. And one of her teacher friends mentioned, and, you know, there was some discussion about schools and classrooms and behavior. And one of her teachers mentioned the big switch. And I said, well, what are you talking about, the big switch? And I went to refute her and she said, I went to college. I know what I'm talking about. So I said, wow. okay, well, then tell me exactly, since you know, when was that big switch? Was that like after the Civil War or was that after Reconstruction or was that after, and I just named all, Woodrow Wilson, how about that? Was it after Woodrow Wilson? Was it after, and I just named all these historical incidents 
that proved that the Democrats were still the party of slavery and still the party of, of racism, all the way up to uh, uh, Bull, what's his name, the, the sheriff down in uh, Mississippi that uh, was water cannoning people, you know? When was right. this big switch? Tell me all about this. And they, she couldn't. She shut up as she rightly should have. And, and yeah, the bad George part about it is. Remember that, George Wallace? I mean, give me a break. Yeah. But mm -hmm. the, the, the bad part about it is that in eight of the 11 states that were Confederate, uh, parts of the Confederacy, the black population outnumbered the white population. This is what Ben Tillman said. He said that they tried and all of their might, they could not overcome 20,000 uh, difference that blacks had in numbers. They couldn't overcome that because, because of, the, of the constitutional restrictions that they had to go by. That's why the, and, and, uh, and Ben Tillman said that uh, all men were not created equal, and Jefferson knew it when he put it in the in, in the in the uh, Constitution. They yeah. have always been anti-Constitution. They have always wanted to take the Constitution away and take that authority away from the power of the country. They they wanted the the uh, the government to have power but not have constitutional authority over it because the constitution limits the power of the government. So yeah. now what you see with all of these uh, people coming across the border, they know one day that they will be voting and they got a wallet, a pocketbook that they are willing to open up and turn over to them to buy those votes. And that's what, what we are today, why, why they won't close that border now. Well, you know, Phil, uh, this is we were we were talking about earlier about what the Frederick Douglass is that Frederick Douglass is not being taught. You know, other other great Black Americans are were are not being taught who were who were what we would consider today to be conservative. And one of them was Booker T. Washington, and this is what he said: There is a class of colored people who make business a business rather of keeping the troubles, the wrongs, and the hardships of the Negro race before the public. That sound uh, that sound uh, like some uh, usual yeah. suspects there. Okay, now, like some, people, to me. some of these people do not want the Negro to lose his grievances because they do not want to lose their jobs. There's a certain class of race problem solvers who don't want the patient to get well, and this was utter nearly a hundred years ago, and he knew it back then. Okay, now the Benny Thompsons. Yep. That's yeah, Jesse exactly, Jackson Joe. and Al Charlatan to a T. All right, love you, brothers. Take care. God bless. Thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate that, uh, Joe. And uh, have a great have a great week. And uh, good luck with those repairs. Um, something else, uh, you know, Benny Thompson and and uh, uh, what's it, Sheila Jackson Lee? You know, the the woman who thought that the uh, rover landed on Mars, the astronauts landed on Mars instead of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's his name? Hank Johnson, the guy who thinks that Guam's going to capsize because there's too many service persons. <laughs> yeah. And and you keep you keep voting these people into office. And uh, I wrote I wrote a commentary a, a, a while back, and and I did a timeline of when the Democrat Party was almost as soon as the Democrat Party Ed was formed in 1828 by Andrew Jackson. 
the Democrat Party has been the party of human sacrifice. The first thing they did, yeah, the Indian Removal Act, look what they did to the uh, Cherokee and the other Indian nations that were on that land in the Carolinas, and they were they were kicked off their land by, by Andrew Jackson because there was gold in them Thar Hills. Right. Yeah. And they get to Oklahoma, and there's oil in them there hills. Yeah, oil in them hills. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 you know, if, they, if, if the quote-unquote Native Americans have a grievance with a political party, it should be with the Democrats, Okay. But no, they're you know they a lot of these people, folks have been just as radicalized as a lot of Black Americans, uh, Ed. You know, and it's it's so unnecessary, so useless, and so destructive. It's uncalled for. Yeah, yeah. and and, and uh, if speaking of the the uh, gold in the hills, uh-huh. the, the 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 real goal back then was has always been labor and how you. Uh, harness that labor, mm-hmm. and that's what they meant. Uh, the uh, the the uh, piece written called "Cotton is King and Always Will Be King." Yeah, it tells that that there had to be a class of people that do the menial work. That was what was assigned to us when they gave Black Americans former slaves. Supposed reparations. That was a a sample of what could have been done because some like forty, fifty thousand former slaves did get reparations. They did get the forty acres and a mule. They not only got the forty acres and a mule, but they got two steamships to send the stuff to market. They never tell you about that. And that's the reason why Lincoln was killed. They tell you it was because he wanted to give black folks the vote. No, he wanted to give black folks a way of making the whole population of black people able to survive and thrive and become just as competitive as everybody else. But they didn't want that. They they wanted that land. Yeah, which is a far cry, Phil, and... and, uh, Ed and, and, and Derek, from what we are now getting hit over the head with the word equity. Yes. You know, yes, it's I, funny. Well, Peter Kirsten now, the, uh, the longest serving uh, head on the, uh, uh, oh God, the, the, uh, the labor. Uh, labor, labor relations board. Uh, did, I don't know if you heard what he, what he said. And that, civil rights. And yeah, the civil, civil rights commission. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he said, uh, you know, this is, this is, you know, basically the same thing, you know, and it's, uh, this is, uh, it's just it's just amazing that people are being listened to all the time. Yeah, put me on record as saying that the civil rights movement was the the the, the worst movement that could have ever been financed by this company because that was through trillions of not trillions but billions of dollars that was taken out of the the, the system. And given the people to continue to be in poverty, that's all that that that, that was accomplished, and that was the worst thing that could have happened because we never will learn self sufficiency and be able to compete if we are not able to get out there and and produce and yeah. do things that we need to do. Yeah, and uh, right now there is something that needs to be done. We should not be doing any business with China. No, of course, not, especially since they're waging war on us through their proxies uh, right. south of the border. 
like uh, like we uh, Rebecca and, and we were talking about this morning, uh, and she sees it. You know, when is this going to stop? Something has to be done, and and to and to attack the messenger so mercilessly and so viciously, you know, because she lost a couple of beautiful young men. If you look at their pictures, uh, they're they're just just handsome young guys with their their whole lives in front of them, and it gets taken with this this garbage that's coming across the the border. And uh, it, it's not the medical, not not the medical uh, type kind of fentanyl. It's this stuff that's mixed up in these pharmacies down there, and it's smuggled across the border, and it's infesting every single community in this country, and it's got to stop. Yeah, and 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 the thing is that that trade that we do with China, mm-hmm. if 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 on their terms now. Because yeah. we are in, in debt to them so much, they have so much much of our debt that that uh, they could do some things that could really harm this this economy yeah. simply because we have ignored the fact of, of uh, the labor that could be put to use because we won't allow free markets to prevail, and we certainly won't allow certain groups to join in and have a stake in the industrial might of this country. Exactly. And it, uh, it's like, well, like like I said earlier today, uh, the wife is a retired nurse. She worked in, in psych. That explains the attraction, Ed. Project. Well, they had to put fentanyl patches on these patients who were suffering terrible pain. And this is, and again, like like the uh, the one guy was was saying uh, yesterday on Channel Two, that there's a difference between what go what's being put on the hospital, being applied in the hospital, and what is being sold on the street. And what's being sold on the street is absolutely deadly, no question about it. And 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 who knows whether or not there is a time uh, bomb that's in the in the, the the pharmaceutical industry because we have an epidemic of autism especially in the black community yeah and 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 and, and at one time the united states was the the number one uh, uh for student learning and and uh, student grade scores in the world and now yeah. we're in the 30s or early 40s or, or yeah. low 40s China is number one. It tells you all you need to know. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead, yeah. Ed. Ed. Well, we got a call from Sam. Let's try, let's give him a shot. He called in. Yeah. Yeah. Good afternoon, Ed. Hello. Or Sam. Uh, Sam. <laughs> yes, sir. Sorry about that. Yes, uh, While you're talking about education, uh, are you are you aware of a book called the 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 deliberate the deliberate dumbing down of America? By Charlotte, uh, I've, I've heard uh, titles that are similar. Yeah, not, not that one though. Anyway, and it is the the author of the book was over in Eastern Europe for eighteen years. You know, in the education. When she got back over here, she was the uh, she was on on the in education department on the on the Ronald Reagan, and she uh-huh. saw what was going on in this country. And that was that's what she while writing this book. Mm-hmm. You know, and since before the 1930s, they've been systematically dumbing American uh, education down to where it is now. And it's it's a very interesting book. And in that book, she talks about how they, they're 
the plan was to was to uh, condition the uh, young folks from when they get older, they'll just slide into the new world order. It's it's it's. Well, uh, yes, I funny. believe that. Yeah. Well, Dennis Prager, uh, Sam, uh, Dennis Prager yeah. called the uh, COVID uh, uh, reaction, the action reaction to COVID by the government a dress rehearsal for a police state. Right. So I, we, we hear you. We hear you, Sam. Thanks so much for that. And one more thing. There's, I have there's a, another book called uh, the, um, uh, a book by John Robinson, R-O-B-I-S-O-N, the, yeah. um, about proof of conspiracy. Which she talks about it in this book also. Yeah. We're, we're okay, connected well, with the yeah. connected with the higher of uh, Masons, 30, 32nd, 33rd degree Masons, where thanks a lot for we're up against the clock here, but thanks so much for the call. Call us again next week. Uh, call our show too this morning on uh, uh, from nine to ten on Saturdays. Uh, Ed, see you. Have a great day. Okay, thanks a lot, folks. We'll see you. See you next week. Thanks for allowing us on, Ed. We appreciate it. You've been listening to A Moment of Clarity on Wham Talk 1600 with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Be sure to tune in again next week right here on Wham Radio 